You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. Stop. 
Technology just uh, really uh, doesn't work as well as we think that it should. Um, I think sometimes on purpose anyway. Enough uh, conspiracy type <laughs> comments. Uh, it is Saturday. It is May 29th, uh, 2021. This is Deanna Spengola, and I'm broadcasting from the sunny Chicago suburbs. Yesterday it was raining. Uh, cold. Uh, at least it's not raining today, but it's still kind of cold. Anyway, thanks for listening to republicbroadcasting.org. Please visit and subscribe to spengolaspeaks.net and screensandyhook.net. Uh, be sure and, and uh, click on blog uh, when you visit screensandyhook.net. Uh, I invite you to our friendly chat room, spengola.chatango.com. View our past, current, and future guest lineup at spengola.com. You will find the schedule and all the way back to October 23rd, in addition to all the topics, links, Anything you want to know about any program that I have previously conducted in the last ten and a half years, just visit spingola.com to view that information. Click on the radio schedule button on the left, choose the year and the month at spingola.com. I will take calls later on in the program at 800-313-9443. My first guest today uh, is Sandy J. Weaver. The website is sandyjweaver.com. Uh, Sandy, welcome to the program. Thank you, Deanna. It's so fun to play with you and with gremlins today. <laughs> <laughs> the electronic gremlins are everywhere. It is amazing to me. I it just uh, technology. Some it's a wonderful thing to have when you have it, but when it doesn't yeah. work right, it's just a real pain. 
It reminds us how much we depend on it. Ah, uh, yes. How, how absolutely true. I, I'm an animal lover. I have always talked to animals uh, telepathetically. Uh, whenever I have visited a zoo, which I don't frequently do because I hate to see them caged and unhappy, and I've always talked to them, and and I think that that I have connected to them because I I feel what they're thinking, and I know that I I just have this communication with them and I thought everybody talked to animals the way that I do uh, and it turns out that that isn't the case I've only been attacked no. by by two animals um, one was a, an incredibly frightened Siamese cat that I happened to own and I decided that she should have kittens and she had decided that she didn't want anything to do with this other horrible animal that was, and uh, so she, I was holding her, and she didn't mean to, and she apologized. Oh, she felt really bad, but she was so scared. And then the other time was a bird. It was the same bird. And it was over by the lake where uh, that I live by, and I think that it, yeah, I don't know, it just took a dislike to me. But I could go for a walk with my, with my husband, and we would run into a a bunch of geese with their babies, and I could walk right right through them and around them. But they would go after my husband. It was just really interesting. I just, I've always had an affinity for animals, and I thought it was just a natural thing. But, uh, and for you, it is. <laughs> and, and I communicate with dogs and skunks, and uh, in fact, I owned a skunk when I was a child. And, um, wow. I, um, <laughs> when I would take it for a walk, which I did, I'd, I'd put her, put him on his leash and, and take him out for a walk. And I would have people stop their car and say, is that a skunk? And if, obviously it was a skunk. <laughs> they're, they're very distinctive looking. <laughs> yeah, this, you don't make mistakes on that unless, you know, unless you got creative and dressed your black cat up for Halloween or something. Right. By and, putting um, two stripes down its back. Uh, but I I have been very close to skunks within three to four feet uh, since then, and I've never been sprayed. Uh, I think they just know. Yep. They know that they I'm not an a danger. They connect with. Yeah. yeah, it's really crazy, but... Animals are way smarter than we give than many people give them credit for. Oh, they're brilliant. They're just I I just love animals. I I just all animals. I I can't think of one that I don't like, or or that I dislike. <laughs> 
Um, I have some that I'm afraid of, but I, I don't dislike them. I just want them right. over there. Uh, right. <laughs> like spiders. They're fine. They serve a purpose. Please stay over there. <laughs> I I don't consider... I think those are insects. I don't consider them okay. animals. Gotcha. Yeah, they're... Okay. I, I don't like spiders either. I used to be quite frightened of them and and uh, until I... I was in my car and there was a scraping spider on the inside of my driver's window, the side window, and I thought, oh my gosh. So I just I, I just took my fist and I smashed it. I you know I yeah. I couldn't let it get me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not not that it would have done any but ooh, spiders are creepy. They just yeah. have too many legs. They and they're creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I I'm not I'm not fond of insects, but I but I do like animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we totally have that in common. Yes. Oh, aren't animals just the best? They are. I've um, grew up with. A dog. I don't remember a time as a child that we didn't have a family dog, and um, I always wanted Siberian Huskies. And my dad said he was career military. He said, "Well, we can only have small dogs, but whenever you get the house, you know, your own house, then you can have any kind of dog you want." So when I was 19, I got my first Siberian Husky, and I have not been without one since then. And sometimes two, and sometimes three, sometimes four. <laughs> They're like potato had- chips. You can't have just one. Exactly. Uh, I had uh, two German Shepherds at, at one point in time, and um, then I got um, an old English Mastiff when, when the Shepherds passed away, and um, his name was Samson. And, for a dog that size? Yes. And... I loved that dog so much that uh, when he passed, and it's been 20 years, that I I could not replace him. I still maintain his grave. Um, I had him buried not too far from me. And I, I still have his pictures of him uh, but I I love that dog so much and and he loved me I was his person and whenever we had company he would um, he weighed 165 pounds he, he outweighed me but he would he would come over and put his his hands, his front paws on my shoulder, um, and he would look at the visitor as if saying, she is mine, don't hurt her, don't do anything to her. He was, and when when I left to go on a business trip, he would wait, wait for me at the front door, um, we were just very close. I was his person, and 
he was definitely my dog. And I could never get another dog after Sam. And Some people describe I, dog relationships like that as, sounds like he was your heart dog. Yes, he was. And um, I know he's waiting for me, just, just like he did at the front door when yeah. I went on a business trip. So I'll see him again. Gosh, I'm just thinking about him makes me sad. He he was just one in a, one in a million. He sounds like he must have been a very special boy. He was. Yeah. And I've I've had cats. I've had three cats at one time. I especially like Siamese cats. <laughs> and they they have such a different temperament too. Um, <laughs> it was it was really funny. At the same time that that we had Sam, we also had a twelve pound uh, Siamese cat, <laughs> and she would boss him around. It was really kind of funny. He he could have flattened her, but he he was. He was okay with her. <laughs> but, funny. Yeah, it was really funny. It was really funny. Now I have, um, I had two Siamese cats, and, and they both, uh, they both passed um, fairly recently. And I have a um, a, a Bengal, um, uh, and it's the second Bengal cat that I've had, and he is. He's uh, he's very very good cat. He's um, he's really tall, really long. He weighs about twenty five pounds. I I know that sounds really like he should be really fat, but he's really tall and really long. So he's he's not fat. He's just big. He's a big cat. He's a big cat, and and he's a very sweet cat. He's very sweet. And that's the piece that matters. Because that's the piece yeah. we live with, their personalities. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a really good cat. So I'm just, you love animals, obviously. You're, Absolutely. You're, yeah. you're um, an author, a speaker, an expert and 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 you've been a judge at the American Kennel Club. I'm and, a judge, yep. Yep, it's always fun to watch the the dog shows and and how well they 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 perform and all the stuff. It's just it's just super watching watching that and it's fun to do too. Yeah, I bet it is meeting all those different personalities and mm-hmm. anyway uh, you you have kind of a business model that you that you uh, that you live by and um, you you didn't go into business as a business right correct it is a passion yes it, yes 
I, I certainly can understand that. Alrighty, uh, we'll be back momentarily after a word from our sponsors. Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now, but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. It starts with you and me It starts with you and me We all can be heroes If we take the lead To change the bad to good All righty, we are back with Sandy J. Weaver. Her website is sandyjweaver.com So... You went into business, not to go into business, but to interact with animals on on a number of of dimensions on a 
because you you love animals and you believe that a happy vet if you have a happy vet you have a happy pet i believe that's a partnership yes yes that's that is the name of the my latest book and it was written when i i started the writing process when i found out that what had long been thought might be true was actually true and a worse problem than anyone knew. Veterinarians have a very high rate of suicide. And there's a lot of reasons for it, and I did a lot of research, and um, there's a ton of background info and, you know, kind of how your brain works info tacked into that book to help people who, like you and me, love pets and rely on our veterinarians to keep our pets healthy. I don't want to see veterinarians in that much pain, in so much pain, that they're thinking about killing themselves. So I created a whole bunch of programs to work with veterinarians and their teams, but I realized that with my love of dogs and my love of dog sports and all the people that I know in in dog sports and to a less extent cat sports, but all the people that I know that are in, you know, kind of in that world, I could help make a real difference in veterinarians' lives by teaching pet owners what we're doing to add to the problem. So that's the passion that I'm following. I'm, I'm really, I, I really want to stop veterinarians from, from feeling so desperate that they think they have no way out. And I want to help pet owners understand the part we play in that because we do. It's fairly substantial. It's not the whole picture, but we do play a role in causing stress to our veterinarians. And so that's what the book Happy Pet, Happy Vet, Happy Pet is all about. Wow. Now, how, how do we do that? We just place too much... Um, when uh, one of my pets uh, died... Um, I was, we were very close. She was um, uh, my last Siamese cat, Lily. And when she passed away, I, I, I didn't blame him. I didn't blame anybody. But I was, I was just when I left. Um, when I left or when I picked up her ashes I was kind of tearful and um, I'm certain that if I had said anything I didn't say anything I didn't say oh my vet just killed my cat but you know, when you lose somebody close, you're you have distressful feelings. So I I I kept my mouth shut, and and of course I didn't say anything like that. Uh, but I but there were other times, uh, like another time, he uh, this uh, it was a a clinic where they had two or three. Uh, three three vets and uh, one of them 
uh, when when I would take her in for something, um, I would say, "Oh, could you clip her nails?" Uh, I never declawed my my cats. I thought it was, uh, it was not a good thing to do because it's like taking off their first knuckles, and I, you know, it would be like taking off a human's first knuckles. I didn't want to do that, and um, so. Uh, the, the one vet was very, very impatient with her, um, and it kind of ticked me off because this was a member of my my family. <laughs> and so I know there there are feelings where a vet can be impatient with an animal or um, not happy with an animal's behavior, which does affect the animal's um, owner, <laughs> you know, caretaker right. owner. And, right, yeah. And, you know, that's that's probably in there somewhere. But that's not really the major thing. The major thing is that these, are, these veterinarians are doctors. It was harder for them to get into vet school than it is for our, our own personal physician to get into medical school. The competition is much tougher for veterinarians because there are fewer vet schools. So they've uh. been driven since they were, they've known they wanted to be a veterinarian since they were maybe in the single digits that young. Sure. So, and I hear we've got a cliffhanger coming, so the rest of the story is coming right up. Okay, we'll be right back. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth hey honey i'm home i grabbed a newspaper on the way home look at all the news today don't you know that all you're going to get in the newspaper is propaganda twisted news and false information honey this is a national newspaper it has to be true Ha. Huh. For some reason, the majority of the population believe anything the mainstream media tells them. The newspaper doesn't give out the important attention of what's happening to this country and news that affects our daily lives. Say, does that newspaper mention anything about the North American Union? No, not that I can see. I didn't think so. You need to go to www.newswithviews.com, where truth is more important than political correctness. That's www.newswithviews.com. Hey, don't throw that away. We can use that in the birdcage. Okay, move over. Let me start reading newswithviews.com. The truth? Read all about it at newswithviews.com. Newswithviews.com, where reality shatters illusion. Ladies and gentlemen, J.R. Moore here. We have a special promotion going on at Republic Broadcasting. This is a fundraiser for Republic Broadcasting involving the Energy Planner. Mail me a postcard. My address is at my website at thelibertyman.com. We pick a postcard every other Thursday. When your postcard is drawn out, you get to buy an energy planner for $215 instead of $285, $70 discount. $200 goes to Republic Broadcasting. You also get a 10% discount on my mattress pads. So get those postcards in. Put your name, your telephone number, your email address on there, and when your postcard is drawn, you get to get an energy cleaner for $215 instead of $285. Mattress pads, 10% off. Help us out at Republic Broadcasting. 
and help yourself to get an engine cleaner at a deep discount. It's a win-win situation for everybody. We hope you can get these postcards in soon. Thank you very much. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. It starts with you and me. It starts with you and me. We all can be heroes. All righty, we are back with our guest, Sandy J. Weaver. Her uh, website is sandyjweaver.com, and her book is Happy Vet, Happy Pet, Caring for Your Pet's Caregiver. Um and chapter two is titled just who are veterinarians anyway and you have uh six chapters and you give suicide stats and stories in chapter four and and you talk about the stress that they are under uh so it's it's pretty severe and we contribute to it as pet owners oh i'm sure we do we expect so much from our vets. We expect miracles, and 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 when our pets pass, we kind of well, we, sometimes we blame the wrong. Pets are going to pass; they have shorter lifespans, and we're going to lose them. Yeah, and that's a reality for veterinarians too. That no matter how good their diagnosis is and no matter how complete their treatment is, living creatures die. It's our job. Eventually we're all going to do it. And so they deal with that more than human doctors do because human doctors typically, we have a little longer lifespan, as you just referenced, than animals do. Uh, But veterinarians also, I, I started off by telling you who they are. They've known they wanted to be veterinarians since they were eight to 12 years old on average. And it's not a career path for them. It's a calling. They love animals, and they want to help animals. And so when, you know, one trip to the guidance counselor's office is going to tell them that they're going to have to be really focused, really fabulous straight-A students, and all of their extracurricular stuff between when they talk to the guidance counselor and when they apply for colleges is going to have to have something to do with animals. They're going to have to work at humane societies. They're going to have to volunteer at animal shelters. They're going to have to work at boarding kennels or at the veterinarian hospital in the summertime or when you know after school job in order to have all of those items that they can put on their resume when they're trying to get into vet school because vet school is hard to get into. There aren't very many of them. And there are almost as many people who want to be veterinarians as there are who want to be human doctors. So 
Veterinarians are driven. They are focused. They are perfectionists. They are straight with themselves, not with anybody else, but with themselves, they are perfectionists. And they expect to be able to get it right all the time and be able to handle anything that is thrown in front of them. That's who they think they should be. And then they're dealing with living creatures that die. And they're also, in addition to trying to help animals, they have to deal with the client. The the animal is their patient. The client is the animal's owner. And the client is the one who's paying the bills. Veterinarians, when they come out of vet school, on average have between $150,000 and $500,000 in student loan debt. And on average... Yes, the average veterinarian coming out of vet school makes $91,000 a year. Now, that sounds like a lot, but if you've got half a million dollars in student loan debt, that's not very much. And running a veterinary hospital, if they come out and they start their own practice or within a few years buy into a practice, which is the typical way that veterinarians work, they're not typically employees for other people. That dynamic is changing. But they come out of school and they've got all the student loan debt, they hang up their shingle to be a veterinarian, they want to help animals, they've been focused on helping animals their whole life, and then in walks a client who has the power to help them not only keep their veterinarian hospital open, but also retire some of that student loan debt, and the client says something like, well, I looked on Google, and I think my, my Google says my dog has um, toenailitis, and toenailitis just needs a, a prescription ointment and it's this ointment over here and Google says that you should only charge me $15 for it and I don't want to have to pay an office visit because you didn't have to tell me what the problem is. Holy cow. Just given that, yeah, that happens all the time. Would you, would we, would any of us think of doing that to our regular human doctor? Not most of the time. Most of the time we're a lot more respectful of human medicine doctors than we are of veterinary medicine doctors when in fact they have the same level of training. They have the same number of years in training. They are just the human doctors work with humans and the veterinarians work with not humans. And yet we treat them much more like they're, I don't know, just, you know, like a nail technician or a hairdresser. Right. Our veterinary visits as a, as a transaction. And we don't treat them as the professional that they are. And we don't give them... A lot of times, clients walk in and give them no respect at all. It's just, you know, take care of my dog. Take care of my cat. You're charging me what for that? That's that's too much money. That's highway robbery. You should, you're a veterinarian. You're supposed to love animals. You should be willing to do this for free. Well, they... And they don't want to be wow. talked to like that. And that's so disrespectful. And that happens all the time. And it's... So there's that stress. The stress of dealing with the client which is a double-edged sword because you can't be mean to the client because then the client leaves and tells all their friends not to come to you, and then you've got no money coming in to keep the hospital running and, oh, retire those student loan debts. So financial stress is huge in the veterinary field. And as human beings, we are very non-compliant with taking our own medications. The doctor prescribes something that we're supposed to take three times a day, and we look at it and we go, ah, you know what, if I take it twice, that's probably fine. And some, about half of the prescriptions that doctors write for us never get filled. We don't even fill our own prescriptions. So when the veterinarian sends us home with pills to stick down Fifi's throat and Fifi doesn't want a pill, do you think Fifi's going to get the pills? Probably not. 
So aftercare is a problem. And the veterinarian is counting on us to be their partners in helping our pet get, get better. And a lot of times we are the obstacle that keeps the wow. pet from getting better because we don't do the proper aftercare. And then, you know, sometimes we're honest about it, sometimes we're not. And we say, well, I've been giving the pills and she's not getting any better. Fifi is still throwing up all the time. And meanwhile, the pills have not been being given. But the client's not going to say that. And the client's not going to say, well, yes, I only feed her dog food. I never feed her table scraps. Meanwhile, the bag of dog food is not opened and she only eats table scraps. And that's bad for her. So clients, clients are not necessarily honest and their patients, the animals, can't tell the vet, yeah, she never feeds me dog food. She always feeds me fried chicken leftovers. No wonder I have pancreatitis. Uh, so, so yeah, as, as clients, we cause a lot of stress. We're not respectful. We, oh, a lot of times we have our veterinarian's phone number or we're connected to them on Facebook or LinkedIn. And we think that, you know, at 8 o'clock on a Saturday night, when clearly they're not working, we should just be able to call them or text them and have them solve, answer a question for us. So we, we don't have any boundary, which doesn't allow the veterinarian to have any downtime unless they just completely ignore their phone, which they don't want to do because they want to be able to take care of their patients. So there's that stress. And then wow. there's the problem of, yeah, there's the problem of we love our veterinarians. And we tell people that we have the best veterinarian. We have a fabulous veterinarian. Only we never tell our veterinarian that. So there's that piece of it, too. So in this book, I outline three rules that cover everything that we just talked about. It, it, rule number one, respect the hospital hours and respect every person inside the hospital. And that goes from the, the person who's cleaning the kennels in the boarding part of the hospital all the way up to the veterinarians and the hospital managers. Respect everyone. They are there to partner with you to help your pet be healthy and get better. So treat them all like your partners, not like your employees or like your nail technician. Treat them like the professional animal caregivers that they are. And rule number two is follow the aftercare instructions to the letter. If the vet says you need to be doing X, Y, and Z, on this time frame, then you need to be doing X, Y, and Z on this time frame. And if it's difficult for you to do, then call the hospital during hospital hours and say, hey, I'm having problems with this. Is there somebody who can get on the phone with me and give me some ideas on how to, how to do this right? Because I'm clearly not doing it right. They will help you. They want you to be able to give the medications or give the treatments that your animal needs. And so they will help you do it. That's what they're there for. But, but ask for help. Let them help you and let, don't be the obstacle that keeps your pet from getting better. Your vet wants to help your pet. Don't be in the way. And then rule number three is let your veterinarian and all of their team know how much you appreciate them. Every now and then take a present by. Send a thank you note. Send a card with a picture of your dog or cat doing something really adorable and say, you know, you see them when they're at their worst. Here's what they look like when they're at their best. Because here's the truth. We think veterinarians get have the best job in the world. They get to play with puppies and kittens all day, right? No. All of the animals are stressed when they go into the veterinarian's office. And a lot of times they're, they're having a dog or a cat rodeo because the animals are trying to bite them or scratch them or run away from them or hide. They're, they're frightened. So it's hard for the 
the veterinarian who just wants to help an animal feel better to see that animal all the time at its worst, at you know, scared of the veterinarian. But there's what? that stress too. So let them know that that your animal has a whole wonderful personality that they don't get to see, but here's a cute picture of her. Look at her, you know, like batting the flower on the on the plant. She's never seen the flower before, so she has to bat it with her little paw. She's not letting her claws out either. She's just batting it sweetly like she's like it's a toy. Send them things. Send them sweet things. Take them presents. Take them food gifts. Not just at the holidays. Send them thank you notes. That makes a huge difference to every veterinary team I've ever worked with. They love it. They, they put them on the walls so that everybody can see the thank you notes they get. They're so pleased to get them. So send them. I, I have done that. I, I sent a picture of, of Lily, and uh, they posted it on their wall. And the one thing that, um, that my vet's office did uh, when, when Lily passed away is that they, they all signed a card and uh, a, a condolence card. Everyone in the office signed it. And um, with a very sweet, sweet note. And um, I, I have it with her, the urn that, that she's in. And um, I just thought that it was so kind of them um and, and i think that people expect so much from from their vet animals don't live as long as people and i think that that people need to to grasp that idea and and understand that that the vet is is doing as much as possible, but they're not miracle workers. Pets just don't last as long as people do, uh, most of them. And uh, that big big birds they last a long time, but um, yeah, we just expect so much when. When you're right, uh, if if a pet is really fighting taking a pill, or or if they do have issues with their medications, then the owner is more apt to not fight with their cat about taking a prescription drug, or they, you know, they say, "Oh, this is not worth not worth." The effort to make my pet unhappy. When a a a person, an individual, a human client, uh, you can you can deal with it better because you can you can talk about why and what and the wherefores. But an an animal, I don't know. Uh, Animal parents are are often uh, they they spoil their their animal 
rather than take care of it more responsibly. Is that accurate? That is accurate. And they think that they're doing the right thing by not stressing their animal out by giving it the medication. When a better choice would be during hospital hours, call the hospital back and say, I'm having problems with this. I can't get her to take the pill. Is there a liquid form or do you have some tricks that you could help me with that, that can help me give her this pill? Can I crush it up and hide it in her food? Um, they'll help you. And if there's a different medication that would be easier to give, they'll send you home with that one instead. So, you know, if you know you're not going to be able to pill your cat, then say, you know, is there a liquid version or can we just give her a long-lasting shot because that's an option too in some cases. So, yeah, just ask. They're there to help. Don't be don't be the person in their way of helping. Um, yes, it's um it's pretty it's pretty tough sometimes. Um, is it? And and with our children, uh, uh, if we have children, we can rationalize with them. Uh, but with animals, they, they have minds of their own, and uh, we we aren't as um, attentive or aren't as we can't sit down with them and reason. Uh, no. You can to a point, but but, but not really. Uh, it, it doesn't work that way with an animal. You can you can communicate with them on a certain level, but mm-hmm. but, but uh, not about the intricacies of why it's important that they take this medication because uh, they do have very in, they're very individual and very. Um, Depending on the animal, they can be a bit stubborn, more stubborn than. Um, and th- there are other things too. I, I, um, uh, when I lived in Idaho, there was a bunch of uh, wild, wild Welsh ponies out on a, an island in in the Great Salt Lake, and and. Uh, my husband at the time and I decided that, oh, wouldn't it be great to have a couple of Welsh ponies because we had some quite a bit of land and, well, sufficient land. And I thought, oh, yeah, we should, the children should have ponies. Um, so we got these two wild ponies. <laughs> that was quite an interesting experience. We'll be right back. It's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We here at RBN are working with Front Sight Firearms Training Institute to bring our audience the best in combat, tactical, and defensive firearms training. Whether you're a private citizen who is new to firearms or you have a concealed weapon permit and want a level of training that surpasses what you've received from your local gun range, Front Sight provides priceless education and skills taught by seasoned law enforcement, military, and private citizen instructors to levels that far exceed law enforcement and 
military standard. With nearly a million responsible citizens trained from every town, city, and state from across the United States, Front Sight has bolstered the Patriot movement to a whole new level. Contact Dan Sutterfield by phone at 573-762-2356 or 573-465-2356 or shoot him an email at domedan, D-O-M-E-D-A-N, at hotmail.com. This is a limited-time opportunity. Don't miss it. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T. D-R-O-P dot com. Extend your life with Extend Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. All right, we are back with our guest, Sandy J. Weaver. Her website is SandyJWeaver.com. And you are, anyway, uh, that story... Uh, I, I did train the Welch ponies. Uh, they were wonderful. It was wonderful working with me with them. It took time, uh, and uh, but but I did it. Um, and you are also a registered yoga and meditation instructor. I meditate every day, uh, three or four times a day. So you already know what a gift it is. Oh, gosh. I don't know what I would do without get, getting in touch with getting in touch <laughs> with myself yep. and with with the whole process. Yeah. For a lot of people, meditation is the only time during their entire day that they can make their brain, that little voice inside the brain that just goes, just make it yes. quiet. It's a nice, quiet space for 15 minutes. 
It's the most amazing gift you can give yourself and everybody around you, animals and people, because you it, it lets you bring your best self out because you stop that craziness that goes on inside your head. Okay, maybe it's just my head. <laughs> no, most no. people have it. Uh, yeah, most people uh, have it. Meditation, um, it, it, it's interesting. I was reading something on meditation this morning from uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, or maybe it was, uh, it wasn't him, it was somebody else. But anyway, um, uh, the difference between, there's only one letter between the word meditation and medication. Mm-hmm. And yet, so many people are put on medications to to quell that inner voice or, what it, or whatever, whatever they're feeling. Meditation is the, is the door to, to your, your own growth. And, and just, I love meditating. Oh, gosh. And it, it's also fabulous for your physical health because it lowers the stress hormones in your body. So there have been medical study after medical study. I mean, Mayo Clinic, everybody is, is hopping on board going, okay, we're looking at this going, yes, yes, yes. There is fabulous, double-blind clinical research studies that shows that not only is meditation good for your state of mind, it's good for your physical body, and it helps lower stress hormones, which lowers incidence of heart attack, it lowers incidence of stroke, it lowers incidence of cancer and uh, intestinal disorders. It, it's fabulous for your body, but it's also fabulous for your mind, which means that you get to bring your best self out into right. the world when you go out into the world. So it, this taps in with a lot of the work that I do with veterinarians. I really, yes. I think everybody should be meditating, but especially people who have a lot of job stress really owe it 15 minutes a day. That's it. That's all you have to do. You can do more if you want to, if it, if it serves you, but 15 minutes is, is optimal. Right. And, and couple that with take a breathing, and it's mm-hmm. fabulous. Oh, this yep. has been such a joy. We should do this again. Thank you. Deanna, so we should. Much. Thank you. Thank you very, Thanks very much. Thank you for all the wonderful animals that you, that you help and the people, but particularly the animals. Thank you so much. Thanks, Deanna. I appreciate you helping spread the word. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. Okay, stay. We'll be right back. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls plus testing for heavy metals makes us unique in the storable foods market. 
Simply Clean Food's primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from simplycleanfoods.net, not 